0: hey what's going on people it's your boy kalichi back with another episode of the rambling mind podcast how are each and every single one of y'all doing today i hope y'all are staying safe i hope y'all are taking care of your business i hope y'all are handling all the things that you need to handle and i hope y'all are still washing your hands wearing your face masks and protecting yourselves. Because coronavirus is still very much a thing and it's still very much happening. I mean, we've been seeing spikes, not just in the United States, but we're seeing a massive spike in the UK and a lot of countries in Europe. So keep taking the precautions, you know, you need to take care of, man. You keep taking those precautions, keep taking those precautions. It's necessary that we not just keep ourselves safe, but we're also taking care of and keeping our family and friends safe as well, especially our elderly loved ones. Just do what you know you need to do to ensure that you're taking care of not just yourself, but others around you as well. But anyway, I hope y'all are doing well. I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are in the right frame of mind. I hope things are going really well for you and your loved ones. But we got a lot to get into today. We got a lot of news. We got news coming out of Tesla. They had their big battery day event last night. It was kind of whelming. I wasn't overwhelmed I wasn't underwhelmed I was just kind of like whelmed you know anyway we'll talk more about it then we'll talk about about this news concerning Nikola and then we'll talk about why we as investors need to be more careful whenever we think about investing and then we'll talk about Microsoft and some of the moves that they're making and we'll finish off with some other things but we'll start off with the question of the week what does UN stand for what does the acronym UN stand for? I know we hear it all the time. I know we just hear people talk about UN this and UN that and UN that. But what does it stand for? What does it actually mean? What does it do? Why is it important? All these questions. What exactly is the UN? We'll get to that at the end of the at the end of the podcast. But we start off with this. The big news for this for this week is the unfortunate passing of the Notorious RBG. Now, if you don't know who the Notorious RBG is and you thought, wait a minute, you mean the Notorious B.I.G.? No, I'm talking about the Notorious RBG. I am talking about the Chief Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who just passed away last week. She was one of the most confounding and one of the most well-known and world-renowned Supreme Court justices that we've ever had. She's only the second female Supreme Court justice to ever sit on a Supreme Court panel. And so it's a big deal. And she did a lot. She did. She was a trailblazer when she was in the Supreme Court. She stood up a lot for women's rights. She stood up a lot for civil rights when she was in the Supreme Court. She was just great at what she did. She pushed a lot of the limits of what people who usually, whether it's good or bad, whether it was because of ill intention or not ill intention, she pushed a lot of the men, especially on the Supreme Court to actually stand up for justice, to actually stand up for the law. And she did a lot of really, really good things when she was there. But however, her passing kind of brings up a bigger issue, kind of causes an issue to arise. This issue is that now on the Supreme Court, there is a new seat that needs to be filled. The problem is we are less than 40 days until the election. I think we're about maybe 40 days, maybe less than 40 days. The election is November 3rd. It is September 23rd as I'm recording this. So, yeah, we're about 30, 40, 40 days to the election. And so this brings up an issue of when should this seat be filled? Should it be filled before the election or should it be filled after the election? And should it even be filled by the president that's currently sitting right now or by the president that is going to be sitting at beginning of january next year and so of course it's going back and forth as a fight between the democrats and the republicans the republicans and donald trump are like yo we're gonna fill this seat as soon as possible and trump is telling the the senate yo y'all better confirm this seat so that we can keep this thing pushing on the other hand democrats are like oh heck no you can't go ahead and just do whatever you want you can't go ahead and just appoint somebody else to be in that position But it's the fight that's going back and forth so they're bickering right now they're arguing but for all intents and purposes it's more than likely that donald trump will sorry about that that donald trump will assign somebody to be in the supreme court for before the year runs out even before the election he's going to assign somebody probably sometime as you're listening to he's probably going to do it sometime this week so probably on Friday, we're probably going to hear an announcement of who he's assigning. And then after that, it's going to go to, to the Senate for them to either confirm or deny the person he's appointed. So and a lot of people in the Senate have already come out and say, hey, we will confirm if the person is is good enough to be a Supreme Court justice, which means that Donald Trump is going to be one of the few presidents in history that is going to have a legacy of having appointed three people to the Supreme Court justice. And you have to remember, there is nine total seats on the Supreme Court justice. So with Donald, point, Donald Trump appointing three people, he is forever going to leave a stamp upon the history of the United States, whether for good or for bad, we won't know. But all we know is that by him appointing these three justices, he will forever have a stamp on the United States legal system for a long, long, long time. The funny thing about this whole situation is when Obama was in office, a similar situation happened where Obama was trying to appoint his nominee, which was Merrick Garland, but the, Supreme, the Republican Senate said, nope. We're not letting anybody in. We're not confirming anybody in uh, in the Supreme Court until after the elections. This happened in 2016. And so it's just interesting how there's such always a double standard when it comes to politics. We will do whatever is beneficial to us at this point in time. If we have to take the other side of the table we will do that as well this is why you can never trust a politician this is why you can never believe the words that are coming out of their mouths because they're only going to do whatever will get them into the office that they want to be in and they won't even do much of anything after that they'll only say whatever you like hearing in your ears so you have to be wise and realize that these politicians unless we hold them to a higher standard unless we hold them to what they need to be doing they really will not do what you want. They really will not do what is needed for a society as a whole. But moving away from the political stuff, which it's impossible to really move away from the political stuff when it comes to business because politics and business are kind of intertwined. A lot of the rulings comes from the government and so it's just almost impossible for you to completely diverge politics from business. At some point or another, business and politics do collide. Speaking of business and politics colliding, We have to talk about TikTok. We thought the saga was over. Like last week, I was like, thank God we're over and we're done with this whole TikTok ban and whether it's banned, whether it's not banned. I came on here and I was like, oh yeah, Oracle finally partnered with TikTok. Everything seems to be working out fine. Everybody is happy. Donald Trump is happy. The Chinese government is happy. TikTok is happy. Oracle is happy. Walmart is happy. Microsoft is sad because they lost out on the deal for TikTok but everybody thought okay we're good we're done like let's keep let's keep this thing moving let's let's move on from this but apparently not because first of all on friday we all thought okay tiktok is banned because donald trump was like ah i don't know if i'm going to give the blessing to oracle or not so we're going to they, they basically put out a ban for tiktok and wechat and then on saturday donald trump comes out and is like you know what i really like the deal between oracle and TikTok. they're going to be protecting the united states of people's data even though they can still buy the data if they really wanted access to your data they can just buy it from google or from facebook but that's besides the point but either way they were like donald trump came out and was like yeah we agree we i give my blessing to the partnership of TikTok, walmart and 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 Oracle and just to make sure that the most of the ownership for TikTok is not a non-US company that most of the ownership for TikTok will be US companies which in reality 20% 12% of the company is going to be owned by Oracle 8% is going to be owned by Walmart about 40% is owned by a mix between uh US hedge funds and US different smaller hedge funds own about 40% of TikTok so that made Donald Trump happy which means about 60% of the company is owned by American entities he's happy with that 40% is owned by ByteDance which is the Chinese company that owns TikTok everybody was, happen, was happy at least it seemed like everybody was happy until today Donald Trump started saying all kinds of stuff the Chinese government got really pissed so they're like you know what we might get in the way of this deal now because y'all are trying to slap us across the face and trying to wipe us wipe us with your poo on our face and all this other stuff so the Chinese government isn't happy and then all of a sudden TikTok and Oracle they say the terms that we agreed to is no longer the terms that we agree to and so the whole thing is unraveling and it's just like can y'all figure this thing out this whole TikTok ban this whole TikTok thing is just a is just a farce. It's BS. It really is nothing. There's just absolutely nothing that's coming out of this whole TikTok ban. It's just Donald Trump's way of just doing trying to prove that, oh, yeah, I stood up to the Chinese government, something that other, go- other other presidents have not done in the past. And it's like, no, you didn't. You really didn't do anything. All you did was just make this whole thing a whole lot more complicated than it needed to be. And it's just ridiculous. Like now it's just is now a, just a useless waste of time thing that I really I'm tired of talking about. So everything is just up in the air. is TikTok banned. is TikTok not banned. Nobody really knows. Everybody's kind of confused right now, but I guess we'll just find out after the election. All he, this, this is just Donald Trump's way of saying that yes, I did something before the election, and so everything is just up in the air as far as that is concerned. Moving off from that nightmare disaster to an even worse nightmare disaster in the case of Nikola. Now, if you don't know who Nikola is, Nikola is one of the new startups. And one of the new IP, uh, one of the new companies that's trying to push an electric car or electric vehicle future and trying to take the next step. And you know, in the last few months, Tesla has been skyrocketing and exploding. So everybody has been looking for the next Tesla. Everybody has been looking for the next thing to stick their money into because hey, electric vehicles is the future. And so nickel has been around for like a couple of years, but recently, a short seller named. Hindenburg Research, a short-seller hedge fund named Hindenburg Research, accused the electric car vehicle manufacturer of fraud. They accused Nikola of fraud. Basically, Hindenburg found out that the way that they had been running the company, the way Trevor Milton, who is the CEO of Nikola, has been running the company has not been very good. He's been running the company like trash. One of the things he did was he made his brother the chief op- chief operations officer. His brother doesn't know anything about engineering. His brother has been in the construction world and he appointed his brother to that position but that in and of, in and by itself is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not exactly the end of the world because we see nepotism all the time in the United States. It's a very regular thing where we see people appoint their siblings to high ranking positions, not because they qualify for it, but because they're in the family. And that's a very regular thing. And that in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's just It just shows that the leadership of this company might not exactly be where it needs to be. The other thing that they weren't very happy with the with trevor again who is the ceo or should i say was the ceo of Nikola, and we'll talk about that in a little bit is the fact that they weren't happy with the fact that as soon as Nikola hit a ridiculously high valuation because people were pumping all kinds of money into it he sold a bunch of stock for about 32.5 million dollars and then the question is like okay maybe he, he sold some stock so he could reinvest into the company so he can buy some new materials or buy parts or whatever it is. Kind of like what Amazon does or what Tesla does. All these companies, you know, the CEO or the management of the company will like sell a bunch of stocks so they can raise capital so they can do some more stuff with the company and push the company further. That's not why Trevor sold the stock. The reason he sold the stock was so he could go buy a $33 million mansion. Yes, that was literally the reason he decided that I'm selling parts of my company was so I could go buy buy a mansion that was not a good thing at all but that in and of itself is not also like a really bad thing it's not like it's not like a really horrible thing like okay he, he's just not a good leader he doesn't know how to perform things and do things the way that we would prefer so that in and of itself is not a bad thing it just doesn't give a lot of confidence to shareholders but the big deal the big thing that Hindenburg came out and they discovered was the fact that Nikola faked a video showing their Nikola one truck driving under its own power. This is where the fraud allegations really gets juicy. So apparently Nikola, which is the next upstart with smart with electric vehicles, you know, we're trying to carbon detoxify our world. And go carbon neutral, whatever thing. They've been on this thing of hydrogen powered vehicles and electric car vehicles and it's like it's a really cool concept i was talking to my brother before any of this stuff came out me and my brother were actually talking about Nikola and how like the technology that they're doing and the technology of what they're pursuing is actually really really cool like actually looking at their at the company and seeing all the stuff me and my brother's a nerds, so we watched a couple of the videos and he was talking to me about it and he was like man i wish i had gotten into Nikola early because it looks like they have a really good technology well nicola about two years ago put out a video that showed the Nikola one truck and in the video it insinuated that the truck was po- was moving on its own power basically what they did was they took a tow truck took the Nikola one truck to the top of a hill and then they let that truck roll down the hill on its own and then they put that video out and gave the impression to investors that hey we have a truck that's completely driving on its own. Like We finally figured out this whole Nikola Nikola 1 motor thing, we figured out this hydrogen engine thing, and it looked, the video was like, wow, this is really impressive, this is really dope. And of course, a lot of people were hyped around the concept, that's why when it IPO'd, a lot of people bought into the company heavily, like a lot of people jumped in and were like, I want to be in on be in on this stock when it's still bottom bottom of the barrel before it exploded, just like Tesla did, because electric vehicles is the future. Well, the video came out; it's a total fake. The video was a total fake. They completely played the entire world, and of course, when Hindenburg found out about this and called them out on this, Nikola at first or Nikola came out and said, "Oh yeah, about that." We kind of faked it, but we didn't really fake it. We kind of didn't tell people, but we didn't really tell people. I mean, we kind of told people because we didn't say in there that it was driving or that it was moving on its own power. All we said was like, Nikola, one truck in motion. And that's their cop-out. That was the way that they were trying to have a cop-out was in motion. The truck was in motion. And it's just like, yo, you just lost all credibility. So when Hinderberg brought this forward, of course, the SEC is going to get involved. The SEC is the Securities and Exchange Commission. Basically, they're the police force of the investment banking world. And basically, they came out and were like, okay, we're going to have to start investigating this company. And just like clockwork, the CEO, Trevor Milton, stepped down and was like, all right, all right, guys, I got to go so that they don't investigate everybody. You can just blame me for it. And they don't investigate everybody and so it's just i bring up this story for two reasons one just be careful about the companies that we choose to invest in i know with all the hype that you can hear about in the market with all the news i mean even my me and my brother were talking about it because at one point Nikola hit a massive high when gm decided that they were going to invest about two billion dollars into Nikola. so of course the thing exploded but now it's like it's been crashing day after day after day And so just be careful about the things that you choose to invest your money with. Do your research, do your due diligence. And in all honesty, I would say stay away from IPOs. Stay away from IPOs a lot. Like, for example, I got into the IPO of Uber. Even though Uber is a good company, its IPO was so high, was at such a high price that I ended up overpaying for it. And it still hasn't recovered from that low IPO price. I mean, from that high IPO price. So the thing is, just be careful, man. Just be careful about buying into IPOs. Just don't, don't just jump into a company because everybody else is hyping it up just because it's a good looking company or it's a good looking thing on the outside until you can actually see the financials on the company and you can get more of a viewpoint on the CEO and on the, on the way that the company is operating. I wouldn't jump into companies' IPOs. I would avoid IPOs as much as possible because it just it's just not worth it it's just it's hardly ever watch it, it uh, wa- worth it it's better for you most of the time to wait a little bit see a few quarters or at least one year of how they operate and then if you really really feel like yes i've seen enough of this company i've researched my my butt off on this company i really believe in what this company is doing then i would say okay go ahead and buy that company but just be careful because you can lose a bunch of money from just buying into hype hype is like one of the worst things that you can do for yourself when it comes to investing you have to learn to control your emotions whenever you're investing your money all right moving on from there now let's talk about the actual electric car vehicle future aka tesla because tesla keeps killing it Except for last night when they came out, and Elon Musk came out on stage, and he made a few announcements, and it kind of left investors very, uh what's the word, whelmed. Not overwhelmed, not underwhelmed, just kind of like, eh, this is not what we were expecting from you, Tesla. Which... Because of this announcement that they made yesterday, Tesla's shares has been fallen, which is good for me. I'm excited that the shares are falling because I want to get in on Tesla. So I'm just like, keep falling. I mean, today alone it's fell, it fell 8%. In the last three months, it's only fallen 8%. So I'm like, just 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 do me a favor. Like the next, at least to finish out September, Tesla just fall like 30%. Just, just like 30%. So I can get into this Tesla thing because Tesla, I believe, is the future. However, it doesn't mean that I'm going to buy its shares just yet because I still feel like they are overvalued. Then again, people have been saying Tesla is overvalued since when it was like 200 a share and now it's, oh, it was more than 1,000 a share and they did the share split and now it's about 300 and something a share. So the point is, people have been saying Tesla is overvalued for a long time. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just... Tesla is that company where it's just like you don't bet against Elon Musk. That's what I'm learning. If there's one thing I've learned during this coronavirus period is do not bet against Elon Musk. Like my brother told me, don't bet against Elon. Especially with SpaceX, Tesla, all these things. Don't don't bet against that man. That man knows what he is doing but anyway so Tesla had a huge announcement yesterday night it was dubbed the battery day and as the name implies it is key announcements that had to do with Tesla's battery improvement the good news is they are making progress that was the wonderful news to hear the bad news is we are still about two to three years before any of the progress that they've made on the battery is going to be available to the public so here are the upgrades that are coming out on the on the batteries Uh, The first one is you're going to have a power boost, a boost to the battery output of about six times what it is currently. And also the range on those batteries are going to be 16% higher, which is both great news. The bigger announcement, however, is the cost of the battery. It's like one of the biggest issues with electric vehicles and one of the reasons why electric vehicles are so expensive is just how much batteries cost. The cost of a battery is just way more than anything else. And so Tesla has been working on it to try and bring battery uh, electric vehicles to parity with, um, with gasoline powered vehicles. And they're trying really, really hard. I mean, right now, current electric vehicles cost about, electric vehicle batteries cost about $600 per kilowatt hours. And they're trying to bring it to about $100 per kilowatt hours, which is when it will be in line with the cost of a gasoline powered vehicle but those announcements came and tesla has not gotten to that point yet currently the prices of electric cars i mean electric car batteries is about uh, i think they announced it's about 350 dollars per kilowatt hour so we're still a ways away from the day that we will be able to have electric car vehicles be on complete parity with gasoline powered vehicles but it wouldn't be a Tesla announcement without some aspirational announcement from Tesla. Some of the cool announcements that it said was Tesla hopes that in the next three or so years, it should be able to bring a fully autonomous vehicle to the market that costs $25,000 right now to have a fully autonomous Tesla or a pseudo fully autonomous Tesla, because it's not really fully autonomous because it still needs you to be behind the wheel. It's going to cost you about I mean, with the tesla model s it's like that's already starting out at sixty thousand dollars and then it's another nine to thirteen thousand dollars for autonomous driving so it costs you a pretty penny so the fact that they're trying to bring that cost all the way down to twenty five thousand dollars is pretty great also elon musk announced that they expect to deliver about thirty to forty percent more vehicles this year than they did last year so that's all good news however like i said earlier investors were not impressed this was not exactly what they were looking for and the stock just kept on falling today the stock actually dropped another eight percent today and like i said just just keep falling just keep falling i need it to fall i need it to fall if the price drops below three hundred dollars a share i am going to jump and buy some tesla shares I will buy some Tesla shares. But it's not just Tesla's share that's fallen, actually. There's a lot of stocks that have been falling recently. The whole market has just been dropping recently. As a matter of fact, I made a YouTube video talking exactly about that. Go check that thing out. Link is in the show notes. And finally, let's talk about some interesting news about my baby, my investment baby, Microsoft. Y'all know this, I love Microsoft. For anyone who has just recently started listening to the podcast, Everybody knows how much I adore Microsoft because it's one of the biggest mistakes that I ever made investing that turned into the biggest blessing that I ever made investing because I bought Microsoft on a whim and it has been doing really well for me since the day I bought it. So. I'm very much a Microsoft stand. I, I'm, I'm going to defend Microsoft, even though Apple's share price has exploded after they announced a the share split. Microsoft is just, you know, it's all faithful. It's doing a lot of different things to keep that share price, to just keep me happy. You know, it's doing a lot of stuff that's showing that it's reinventing itself. And so I like Microsoft. I'm a Microsoft stand. But anyway, Microsoft went out shopping. They tried to buy TikTok. TikTok hit them with a the note and went with Oracle instead. They went home, they cried a little bit, and then they went out shopping again. And then this time around, they bought Bethesda. And Bethesda was like, oh yeah, we coming with you. We gonna ride this train and we gonna follow you all the way home. And that's what they did. And if you don't know who Bethesda is, Bethesda is a gaming company. They make games like Doom. I believe they made, ah man, Doom is the biggest one that I know that they made, but there's a few dark, there's some other games that they've made. Uh, and they're really they're a really really good gaming company but anyway they spent about 7.5 billion dollars which i don't know if they paid too much for that but microsoft got it they have about 130 billion dollars sitting in the bank so 7.5 billion dollars is a is not that much for them so they made the deal but the reason that i'm pointing out to this news and why this is important it shows that microsoft is trying to pull a Netflix. Netflix. A Netflix except for video games. Microsoft in the past has cared about you buying an Xbox, wanted you to buy their Xbox hardware, wanted you to buy their Xbox uh, online pass and all that stuff. And now Microsoft is like, eh, we don't care. You can play our games on your iPhone. You can play our games on an Android. You can play our games on your laptop, even on a Nintendo, on any of these other platforms on Roku. We don't really care where you play. Just as long as you play our games in other words they're going full netflix on this thing with the release of the xbox game pass and also with xcloud microsoft is jumping into that streaming on the gaming streaming arena it is trying to its best to outperform everybody else to build such a dominance right here and right now just like netflix did a few years ago where it built a dominance with the streaming market to where now netflix is literally a verb microsoft wants to do that same thing except for streaming video games currently there's a lot of issues with like lagging when it comes to streaming video games you need really really good internet but that's why they're releasing it now so they can keep making it better and better and better who remembers the days of 240p in fact who remembers the days of 144p watching youtube when youtube was just first a thing like oh man those were the days where you literally have to click the video let that thing give it some time so it can load and then you come back and then you watch the thing that you're trying to those are the, those remember those days and now we watch 4K videos like it's nothing. Basically, that's what Microsoft is trying to build out. With the with the building out of 5G networks and all these things, Microsoft is trying to beat out its competition, which is Amazon, Google with its Stadia service, and of course, Sony all want that market. They all see that the future is definitely in the cloud. They know that the future is definitely in the streaming business. And so everybody's trying to get to that market. Xbox, which has had Years of dominance when it comes to online platforms, they know how to make it work, and so with their Azure server as well, they're trying to put all of those things together to ensure that they dominate the gaming streaming. Now, of course, they expect that other streaming is going to be there, but their their whole purpose is that we get most of the market share from the whole streaming online gaming experience. But. That's all I got for y'all today. But before we get out of here, I got to give y'all the answer to the question of the day. And the question was, what does the acronym UN stand for? We hear it all the time. We hear people talk about it all the time, but do we actually know what the UN is? So UN stands for United Nations, and their primary goal is to ensure that we continually have global peace around the world. It was formed after the second world war with the intent that if every nation comes together more times than not we can actually talk through our solutions rather than trying to punch each other's faces out we can actually talk through things rather than citizens having to die because of different wars and those kind of things the un is actually 75 years old as of this week and they're having their annual global conference virtually right as I'm speaking to you. It's been going on since I believe it started on Tuesday and it's going on for the rest of the week. The only problem that the UN faces right now is, as the global pandemic has shown us, our world is a lot more divided than it was in the past. Now, the global pandemic showed us that our world is really connected, but then the reaction to everything from the global pandemic has shown that, especially countries like the United States, are not as international as they were once upon a time. We have a lot more divided uh, mindset. We have a lot more country first mindset, not world first. And then you have things like climate change that we're seeing the impacts of. So these are some of the issues that they will be trying to tackle at the United Nations Conference this week. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire episode. But remember, generosity is always greater than greed. I'm gonna catch y'all up on the next one. God bless each and every single one of y'all, and I'm out. Peace.